Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, I say this every time I speak at the summits, and, and this one's no different. I truly love being here with affiliate owners. I can think of no other place that I'd rather be. Like, these are my people. I was describing uh, CrossFitters. They're like animals. Like, animals recognize other animals. They're like, you know, if you're sitting in a room with you, you're all zebras and then a giraffe walks in, you're like, oh, you're not one of us. And like, when you walk into a, a, a room full of affiliate owners, you're like, oh, these are my people. I love this. So, um, but thank you guys for being here. And a lot of the, the questions that came up earlier, I think, um, if we all collectively take a little bit of ownership of that, I think we can start with something simple like the summits. So how many of you know an affiliate owner, like relatively close to you that is not here today? Raise your hand, full extension. Okay, here's what I'm gonna ask of you guys. That has to change. Start there, start with something very simple. Get those affiliate owners here. Every one of them should be here. So my request to you guys is when you guys come to future summits, reach out to every affiliate owner in your local area and be like, yo, are you going? And if they're not, then be like, then stop complaining on the internet, okay? Show up or shut up is the way that should work, okay? Be part of the solution or stop complaining. So we start there. Now, we have a lot of other work to do, obviously, but let's start there, okay? Cool, so I wanna start this off kind of like a seminar. So we're gonna do three claps on three here. So warm them up here real quick. One, two, three. Ooh, somebody was off over there, so, okay. Um, real quick, so I wanna introduce uh, myself. My name is Jason Fernandez, everybody calls me Fern. Uh, I started CrossFit in 2007, been on seminar staff for 10 years. Uh, I've owned my affiliate for 14, I still do. It's in Virginia Beach, CrossFit Rife. Uh, my other uh, business partner back there, Jason Ackerman, uh, very similar. He started CrossFit maybe a year before I did. His own four affiliates, well, three and a half. The one that he has now is like a fake affiliate in his basement. Um, and uh, we started a podcast years ago, and we just hit record, and and it just kept going and going and going. And I can think of uh, no more rewarding kind of role than to help affiliate owners do this thing better. So. Kind of what I want to talk about today is retention. And so we're going to talk about a little bit of a mindset shift with regard to what that means. We're also going to, I'm going to give you guys some, uh, some tangible things so that you leave here. You've got resources. Can you guys over there, can you see that up there? Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to walk through some of that, but really what I want you guys to think about is all of this is based in just doing the basics really well. Right. If you just think of it like that, just like CrossFit, strive for virtuosity, doing the common commonly well, that's going to be the undertone of everything that I'm probably ever going to talk about, not just this talk here. Do the common uncommonly well. Right. Follow up with leads uncommonly well. Run your classes uncommonly well. Communicate with your staff uncommonly well. If you do those things, most everything else will take care of itself. Okay. And with regard to the other questions about you know, how do we create these standards within the community? Raise your hand if you like to be last on the leaderboard. Jay, do it. Come on, just raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, he's just there. Okay. So this is what I think is really interesting about CrossFitters specifically. They are highly susceptible to peer pressure. 
okay? That's why most of you don't take the rest days when you're supposed to, okay? So how do we grow the overall affiliate market and how do we make bigger, better, more impactful affiliates? We do it by creating peer pressure, right? We do it by making really, really good affiliates so that everybody else just wants to be like that person, right? So let's use what CrossFit is entirely predicated on, which is like, you know, the old glassmanism, men will die for points, right? The second you start putting numbers up there, everybody starts to run a little faster. So we make better affiliates by taking the affiliates that are doing really, really well and putting them forward and be like, hey, you guys see what's possible here? This is what's happening. And all of a sudden, everybody starts to chase that because there's now a standard or there's a metric or there's a score on the board, okay? And that's a lot of what we do at Best Hour. Like, I want to provide people to chase. I want to put people out front and you're like, oh man, that's, that's how well that can be done? Shit, let's go do that, okay? So let's start there. So we're gonna talk about retention here and ideally we're gonna talk about, the, this is where the mindset shift comes in. And most of us think of retention as a defensive game. Meaning, oh, like how do I get people to not cancel? Okay, well let's flip that over and be like, well how do I get them to never wanna leave? Let's play that game. It's a hell of a lot more fun, I'll tell you that. Okay, so we think of offense as a proactive engagement, not a reactive engagement. And that's what we're going to walk through here. Okay. First, I want to start here. This is kind of about us and Best Hour. So those of you who don't know what it is that we do, we help affiliates run better boxes. Okay. We help them on the business side. We help them on the coach development side because that is a pivotal component of what you do. It's probably the most important thing that you do is run good classes and be a good coach. But we believe CrossFit's the best thing ever happened to the fitness industry. And we're committed to doing everything possible to make CrossFit affiliates the premier centers of impact in the world. And I don't just mean like the best gems. I mean, when people want to change their life, CrossFit is the first option. And then way down the line, somewhere down there is number two. And I don't really give a shit what number two is. Okay, so we start there. Our, one of our core values, our number one core value is affiliates first. So I still own my affiliate. I'm in there every single day. We're only gonna pursue things and we're only gonna figure out what's best for you guys. If it's not good for you, I'm not going to touch it. We don't discuss it. People pitch us on stuff all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that, right? I know, I know that's a money grab that whatever it is that you're doing, it needs to be beneficial for you so that you can have more impact on more people. Just a little bit about my journey, 2007, uh, I started CrossFit. My wife introduced it to me. I was telling this story last night at the mixer, um, Thanks for everybody for coming to the mixer. For those of you guys that didn't go, you missed out. It was a classic CrossFit environment. There was beer and then it, that evolved into a push-up contest. I was just like, oh, of course it did. Um, and then I opened my affiliate in 2009 uh, and I've done it horrendously. I'll be very candid with you. I'm, I am I'm embarrassed of the affiliate owner that I was in 2009, okay? Joined seminar staff in 2013. I've had the privilege of traveling all over the world to teach seminars. Uh, and then in 2019, uh, we hit record on the podcast. And then that just kind of what I like to describe as spiraled out of control, okay? but in a good way. Um, that first picture up there on that top left, that's my first affiliate. It was a dump. Um, but for those of you last night, you guys already know this. But what's really embarrassing about that picture is the number of GHDs that I had when I opened my affiliate. <laughs> like, I thought five was a good number. Uh, uh, yeah, that was mistake number one of 4,000 that I made as an affiliate or thinking that I needed five GHDs in a 2,500 square foot space, okay? 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about kind of how we got here. And uh, for how, where's my OGs in the room? Like you've been here for 10, 10 years or more. Cool. Yeah, you guys know the deal. Like you guys are salty and a little grumpy to be honest with you. I am too, right? There's a gen back there, right? Back in 2009, you just opened and people showed up, right? Everybody was just like, oh, you guys are doing some crazy shit in here, man. I've like heard my friend told me he threw up when he worked out. So I'm in, I'm like, well, that's an easy sale, right? You didn't, you didn't, let's be honest. You didn't have to do anything really well in the early days, okay? And a lot of that has changed. And I think that has changed for the better. Actually, I don't think, I know that's changed for the better, okay? There's a lot of things that I do miss about the early days. There's a lot that I don't miss about the early days. And I don't miss like how poorly we did things early on. And the good part is everybody's hip to that needs to improve now. Now the question becomes like, okay, well, how do we start to do that? So let's talk about it a little bit. Anybody remember that? The, the OGs throwing up is cool. Bloody hands were a sign of fitness. Uh, that's called an injury, everybody. Bloody hands, okay? It's not a sign of uh, being cool. Dirty floors. Uh, and my favorite is like, they can't do RX. They're not, they're not meant to be here at my gym. Right. All of those were me, by the way. Okay. So we start to change that. You know, in 2015 uh, is really when things changed for me. I was transitioning out of the military. And I came to the really... Um, scary realization that I needed to run a good business. I'd started the affiliate 2009, you know, so I was running the, I was running the affiliate on the side. I was kind of moonlighting on seminar staff while I was still in the military. And then I got out, had a panic attack right, basically. And I was just like, Oh, I've got to make some money. <laughs> like I need to figure out how to do this. And that's when things started to shift for me. Okay. And if you've not gone through that, realization yet hopefully today will be that day okay because as soon as you make that shift you start to pursue information you start to try to get better and you really start to look at yourself a little bit more objectively and i think that's really important as a box owner and as a leader is you start to be a little bit more honest with yourself okay it's hard but it's worth it um i put this up here because this is kind of the genesis of a lot of people's pain is that fair like how many of you guys i, I read all the the uh submissions when they're like hey what do you guys want to talk about what do you guys think was the the, the top issue leads typically leads okay and i put that up there because like leads are a thing i'm not going to say they're not right it became much more prevalent when gym launch came around and alex hormozy started getting people hip to this idea it's like oh we can put a lot of members in there and I think it was both good and bad, right? I think it educated people on, oh, I do need to do some of this, but then the scorched earth that was behind all of that was also problematic, right? Like gyms ran that and then they closed down because they weren't doing some of the basics really well, okay? So I don't wanna demonize leads. It's not, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to demonize marketing or any of that stuff. What I wanna do is I wanna reframe how we think about that, okay? Because if you, if you don't do the basics well, it doesn't matter how many leads you get. Okay? It does not matter. I'm going to say it again. If you don't do the basics really well, it does not matter how many leads you get because you will never keep them. I can think of a dozen gyms off the top of my head that ran some sort of marketing campaign that had like tons and tons of members going on that are all no longer around. Why? They didn't do the basics really well. I want you to be able to keep them. So I need more leads. I don't know if you do, you might, you might not, but all of you have said this at some point. Okay. 
So let's think about that. And we're going to walk through a couple different things here about why this is important. And I've done everything, right? So I've paid money to everybody to basically in this space for everything. And, and I learned a lot from a lot of these folks. Okay. And, but then what we figured out at best hour is like, well, let's teach what people already know. Right. So I don't do a lot. Well, I think I do CrossFit pretty well, meaning like I coach, I'm not fit, but I think I coach it pretty well. And I, what I will tell you is having taught the level one for 10 years, all the answers are in there. They're all in there. And we just take those frameworks and we repurpose them over to the, to the affiliate. They fit beautifully. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about. So when I, in 2015, when I made that shift, I started to figure a couple things out, right? I figured out like what I was really bad at was number one. And then I figured out, I'm like, oh, there's just a lot of stuff that I just don't know, right? So if I ask you guys, how many of you guys are confident in your ability to make somebody fit? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you are, have that level of confidence with your ability to grow your affiliate? Meaning like I can intentionally drive the metrics that I want. Okay. So the point is, is like not a good percentage. Okay. And that's okay. This is not me trying to put my finger in anybody's eye, but like that's what we have to move to. We should be driving our affiliate the same way we drive fitness, measurable, observable, repeatable. If something is broke, how do I fix it? Right? If my retention is poor, what do I need to address and in what order? It's really, really important. And I think this is also important. How many of you guys have issues with money? Be honest. Like you have some sort of fucked up relationship with money? Yeah. You're like, I'm not in this for the money. I'm like, well, then you're in the wrong business. Okay. And again, it's not about the money. But money is what happens when you do something right. From Coach Glassman. Now, what is that? Okay. But make no mistake. I, I want to I air this out right now. If you guys want to grow affiliates, how many of you guys want, to, want there to be bigger, better affiliates all over the globe? Cool. Listen, let's not mince words here. Like, that's going to take money. Which means all of you need to run healthy businesses. Okay? If you want to bring on staff, right? If you want to want to not work 80 hours a week, you need to run a healthy business. And that should be built on the back of doing this CrossFit thing really, really well. Okay? So that's where we start. We do that well, and then we start to shore up the things that we're weak at. You guys remember the hopper model from the level one? Okay, you start to crank that thing. What don't you want to see come out of the hopper? Burpees, right? Right? Double unders, handstand push-ups, whatever. That, you can use that same model on the affiliate. If I start putting a business metrics in the hopper, what's the one you don't want to see come out of the hopper? Right? Churn, revenue, coaching staff, systems, marketing, whatever it is. The same principle applies. You guys remember what we say about the, the hopper model in level one? Yeah, that stuff you don't want to see come out, those are weaknesses. Same thing in the hopper model in your business. That stuff that you avoid, those are your weaknesses. It's why you're not progressing. So we have to change that. Some of it, I, we just need to learn things. Others, it's just like, you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay? And that's okay. Most of it is because you're like, I'm not good at it. I suck at it. I'm like, congratulations. You're just like everybody else. Everybody sucks at everything when they start. So... Let's talk about it. What fuels great retention? Okay. What's your number one retention tool in the affiliate? 
Okay, loving on people. Great topic. I'm going to tell you right now, it is your class. Your number one retention tool inside of your affiliate is that time from zero to 60 when you run your group class. If you do not do that well and people do not want to be there, you're doomed. It is your class. Make no mistake about it. That is your number one retention tool. It's not running reports, right? It's not a marketing campaign. It's not emailing people and setting up, you know, goal review sessions. It is your class. Full stop, nothing else. Do that well, everything else gets easier. It's got to be fun, and we got to pair that with great coaching. It's like technique and intensity, right? It needs to be fun, and I want to have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing on the floor. Now, how do we do that? Meaning running an okay affiliate with okay coaches is like running a restaurant with okay food. That restaurant's not gonna thrive. Okay. The food's gotta be great. How many of you guys take classes at your affiliate? Raise your hand. Good, you should. Anybody who's not, start taking your classes. That's the fastest way to find out if your coaches are boring. Okay. The fastest way to find out if they, not, if they don't know what they're doing. Because if they're holding everybody down at the bottom of the, uh, the deadlift in the PVC pipe for 30 seconds while they have like a, some weird one-on-one -on -one training going over here because they don't know what they're doing, you're like, God, this is annoying. And I'm like, you know who else is thinking that? Everybody else in your class. Okay, take your classes. Take your classes. Um, start developing your coaches. So those are two of my coaches. Both of them have been with me. Cassidy on the right there, he's been with me for 10 years. Okay. He's also on seminar staff. Jared's been with me for seven. I hired him full-time uh, about a year and a half ago, okay? This is the other shift that I made back in 2015. was like, how many of you struggle to find good coaches? Cool, well, here's the deal. You don't find them, you make them. This is what I want everybody to make a shift on right now. We're in the, we're in the business of delivering fitness and health and wellness. The other thing that many of you don't know that you're in the business of, but you are, whether you like it or not, is developing and making great coaches. If you don't do that, or you don't know how to do that, start there. Why? Because we know what the number one retention tool is. It's your group class. Make good coaches, and this problem of you being one coach removed from going back on the floor for an additional 60 hours, that goes away. Okay. I'm not saying you can't hire from the outside. I'm saying it's a really, really nice skill to be handed somebody who has no knowledge of the craft and be able to make them into a great coach. Okay. If you can do that, you will never, ever, ever have problems putting coaches on the floor. Right. Give me anybody and in due time, I will make them a great coach. Okay. That's the other thing that we need to make a shift on. That is your responsibility as affiliate owners. Build a team, make great coaches, they'll stick around. Right? They're going to come for the technical expertise. If you're good at it, they'll stay for the personal development that you provide them on over the long haul. Okay, make great coaches. And it's a huge component of retention. How many of you guys have updated your uh, affiliate profile on CrossFit.com? If you've not done that, you need to do that. Okay, I'm going to challenge all of you guys to do that before you leave this weekend. And here's why. Um, those are actually the credentials at my affiliate currently. Okay, so we have three level fours, uh, one level three, and I have two of those uh, level twos that will be taking the level three here in the next two months. Why is that important? It's important because that's how we determine what excellence looks like. So we were talking about, hey, what's the standard? It starts there. How many of your coaches have, don't have their level three or don't care to take the level two for whatever reason? That's a problem. 
start driving people through those funnels, right? There's a very clear roadmap for that now. Okay. Push them to get their level two, push them to get their level three, push them to get their level four. That level four is a long, low trajectory. I'll tell you that it's going to take you a while. Okay. Anybody that's taken is like, that shit is no joke. Okay. But that's the first step, right? That's how we make really, really good experiences inside of the affiliate is like, we need to be making really good coaches. And part of that is you have to have a, res a resume. Okay. Make good coaches. Okay. After that, you got to figure out the business side, right? That's me trying to figure out business right there. It's actually my daughter. Um, but that's what that's, that's what trying to figure out business can feel like. Is that fair? Yeah. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be working on? How's this work? Okay, that's a real feeling. Okay. And if you're saying that, cool, let's start to unpack this a little bit. Hey guys, Fern here. Real quick, I just want to share a quick success story from one of the hundreds of gems that we've been able to help inside of Affiliate U. And our mission and best hour of their day is to ultimately improve and grow the greater CrossFit community by building better boxes and creating better businesses with better coaching staff so we can bring CrossFit to the masses. Check it out. And if you think we can help you, don't hesitate to reach out. We sell coaching and they understand that, hey, in order for you to be successful, that service, that coaching needs to be world-class, needs to be top-notch to the point to where people are always bringing their friends and family in. And that has been the biggest takeaway is how professional and how dialed in not only the business side of things, yeah, but the coaching things, the coaching side of this, the coursework, the homework you have to turn in, the weekly calls, the small group calls, your individual touch points on that. That has been the biggest takeaway, and that's probably been the most fun. Although it's 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 humbling because you're being vulnerable, but that's what it takes in order for you to be world class. You have to be able to put yourself out there in order to run a world-class affiliate, to be a world-class coach, to have a world-class team behind you. And they have helped do that. And it has been absolutely wonderful. And I can't thank them enough. And if you're out there and you're wondering or on the fence of if you should sign up for Affiliate University, the answer is yes. I'm here to tell you, just sign up for them. I promise you, you will make your money back. You will get that return on your investment before the course is over. And if you keep implementing the strategies, the practices that they are telling you to do, that's just going to continue to compound in years to come. And you will be a healthy fit facility and affiliate, and you will continuously change the lives of your members, your clients and your staff members, along with yourself for years to come. So if you're on the fence about joining Affiliate University, just make the leap, do it, sign up. You will not regret it. And I promise you, you will be the best affiliate for doing so. I didn't know the basic numbers when I like started to make this shift. I was like, I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I should track, all that kind of stuff. So you have to make that shift and be like, what are the things that I need to start paying attention to? Okay. And then some, one of somebody's like, Hey, you need to know your numbers. And every time somebody says this, I'm like, Oh my God, like, cool. Thanks. That's not useful. Right. What do I need to know? Right. Which is the next piece. Most of you probably track things like this when we're talking about retention, who hasn't been to classes for a week. Are there any members attending less than 10 times per month? And what is my length of engagement? Okay. 
You should know those numbers, but let's talk about what they are. Those are lag metrics, mean, meaning they happened in the past and there's nothing I can do about them now. Okay, you need to know them, but make no mistake, it is historical data by its very nature. Okay? And what we need to start working on, and this is what I'm working with the push press guys on, I've done a bunch of work with Waterfy, is like how do we get better metrics to track so that we can be proactive instead of getting to the end of the month and be like, oh, that sucks. It's too late now. I can't do anything with a lot of that stuff. Okay? It tells me generally where I'm trending, but it doesn't help me move into the future. It's like, great, my average client value is low. Okay, now what? How do I start to fix that? So we shift, and then we shift this mindset, right? I just had to throw a Texans joke in there, by the way, yeah. But if we're, t if we're thinking about retention, how do I shift? Because all of those are defensive in nature, those, those previous metrics I put up there, right? They're me trying to catch people falling out of the bucket. It's that prevent, that prevent defense joke, right? Like, hey, what does prevent defense get you? Not winning, that's what it gets you. It prevents you from winning, okay? So we shift offense, and I played basketball in college, right? So they're like, yeah, yeah, you gotta have great defense. I'm like, you know what trumps that? Being able to shoot the fucking lights out, right? Have a great offense, and then you have a good defense as well, right? But you gotta be able to put points on the board, okay? So when we make that mindset shift, it really re-engages what we should be doing, which it puts us in the shoes of the consumer, right? Making sure they get what they want so that they want to come back every single day to get more because they like what's happening there. They like the people there. The experience is good. They feel seen, okay? So we shift from that prevent and we move to the offense. And this is kind of what we're looking at now. So these are more lead metrics, meaning if I drive these numbers, I already know what the lag metric is going to tell me, okay? So if we're looking at average attendance per class, that's going to tell me quite a bit, right? If I'm looking at weekly total attendance, if I'm looking at average attendance per coach per class, if I'm looking at percentage of active revenue, or excuse me, a percentage of active memberships attending weekly, weekly PRs, member lifetime attendance, these are all things that are both relevant and relative, and they tell me a lot. So if I slapped a whoop on an affiliate, this is actually the information that I would want to know. This tells me like, hey, this is what is happening right now, okay? So if we look at some of those numbers, if I'm looking at average attendance per class and you have this one class that's like just dying on the vine, right? It's got one person in it. Well, the question is not like get rid of the class. The question is why does it have one person in there, right? Is that a coaching issue? It very well could be. If you wanna find out, move that coach on the schedule and watch that attendance track with the coach, okay? Which is why I would track that other one, which is like, average attendance per coach per class. I need to figure out who is the weak link on the team, not so that I can beat them up, but that I can level them up. I can make them a better coach. Okay. And if people are avoiding that coach, guess what? That's a problem. So how do I fix that? Do they need better presence and attitude? Do they not know how to teach C and correct? Do they have poor group management skills? All those things are things that I want to address. Percentage of active memberships attending weekly. What I'll tell you is somewhere between 40 to 60%. There's sliding scale in there depending on how large the affiliate is. If you're a smaller gym, we'd wanna see you 60 plus percent on a daily basis, right? If you're meaning like you're less than 100 clients active on your roles, I would wanna see a much higher percentage of attendance. We were at Brandon Watson's gym. He's in, he, like, how far is that from here, Brandon? Like an hour? 
50 out of an hour, 70% attendance. That's pretty good. 70% attendance on a gym, you got 160-ish members? Yeah, that's, those are really good numbers, okay? That number tells me a lot about those lag metrics. If you have 70% attendance on a gym like that, I can make some strong assumptions about what your revenue and your length of engagement looks like, okay? So I wanna look at those metrics more often at a much higher frequency. That way I can intervene. If I do see attendance start to drop on a weekly basis, I can step in and prevent a problem that would be this kind of like slow rolling death march that doesn't actually come to fruition for about 90 days. Right? An example of that would be, I bring on a new coach, pretty green, I put them in the 6 a.m. because I'm just tired of coaching that class. And then 90 days later, I see a slew of cancellations come through. I'm like, what is this? All happen to be in the same class. You know? I'm like, hey, why are you guys canceling? They're like, well, I'm just busy and blah, 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 blah. They're gonna give you all the same, same old song and dance. Right? Well, it's just not the right time, all those things. What I do, I go into the 6 a.m. and I realize I'm like, oh, this class sucks. That's why they left. It wasn't because they got busy. They're like, this is not fun. These are the things that I want to think about. But if I can see that happening real time, I can intervene there. And I'm like, why is that attendance dropping week over week? I look at it on a weekly rolling basis, three weeks in a row, it drops, it drops, it drops. I go in there and I'm like, oh, coach showed up at 6 or 5.59 for the 6 a.m. class. That's a problem. Okay. So these are the things that I start to look at. These are the lead metrics that will be predictive of those lag metrics, right? I wanna drive length of engagement. I wanna drive revenue. I wanna drive average client value. But what are the things that would tell me whether I'm doing that appropriately or not? These are the metrics that I start to look at. And the thing that I love about these the most, what are these all centered around? Your class. They're centered on your core offering, right? Which tells you, are you doing this well or not, okay? And the beauty of that is like, if you do get numbers, and you will at some point, they're like, oh, these hurt to look at, okay? Great, now you know what to fix. It's not actually a problem. It's only a problem if you don't know what the, what the issue is. Okay. So I wanna get away from like not knowing how to do all of this and start looking at like, how do we drive all of this? Right. If you track those, and reward good behavior, all those predictive lag, lag metrics are gonna go where you want them to, okay? If you're tracking attendance and you're getting good attendance and people are getting PRs, guess what? I can make some strong assumptions about your revenue. It's gonna climb in the right direction. Why? Because people came there for results. Give them results, make it fun, okay? And this is kind of where I had the, kind of the biggest breakthrough for me is when I really honed back in on the core offering. Like, hey, how do we do this really, really well? And then how, how do I start to play offense now instead of playing defense? Because playing defense sucks. Is that fair? Like the cancellation comes through and you just have, you're just like, right? You get the email and it like ruins your day. Okay. How do we start to prevent that? So let's walk through this real quick. So we talked about the things that we need to do on the floor and these are very real numbers, right? So I, for, but for the record, I made them up because I see under the hood of, hundreds and hundreds of affiliates on any given month, okay? If I look at this and I say, okay, this is what my lead flow looks like. So I've got uh, six columns on here. So lead meaning they contacted me, contact meaning I had some sort of interaction with them, okay? They showed up for whatever your offering is, whether it's a free intro class or a consult, whatever, doesn't matter, 
they convert, how many referrals I get, and then how many cancels. If I just track those six things, okay, I can start to make some strong assumptions. But this is a very real pipeline, is that fair? So they get 12 leads, seven of them they actually get in contact with, four of them showed up, three of them converted, I didn't get any referrals, and then four people canceled that month. How many, have, how many of you are like, oh, are those my numbers? Right, yeah, those are, those are super common, okay? And there's a couple things that pop out to me here when I look at this, okay? At the social last night, I talked a lot about referrals and how I can buffer this, so we're gonna talk some math here real quick. So number one, if you're not tracking these things, start there, okay? If you don't track these things, that's like going to the gym every day and never recording a score. You're like, how's it going? You're like, pretty good. I'm like, based on what? And you're like, I have no idea. I just feel like it's going well, right? It's like every person that you've ever talked to about nutrition, you're like, how's your nutrition? And Marissa's like, it's pretty good. I'm like, what's pretty good mean? She's like, I don't really know, but it's pretty good. Okay. It's the only response you're ever going to get, by the way. It's pretty good. I'm like, do you know what protein is? And they're like, is it pasta? And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Okay. Have a seat, Bob. Okay. So what that equals right there, though, is important, though. That equals a net negative one growth rate for the month. So you get 12 leads and you shrunk by one person. Okay. Now, how do I start to address this? Because if I think about what this tells me, how would I, how would I fix this problem now becomes the question. Okay. So I've got the metrics. I see what the data tells me. I can pick up on some obvious gaps here. How do I start to fix this? So here's my question to you. Based on those numbers, how would you double the size of the business? What would you do? What's that? 100% contact. 100% contact, that would be one. Okay, anything else? Retain who you lost. Retain who you lost. Okay. Referrals, okay. So, but let's get, let's get more specific here. Like, so, and this is what I love about this, because you, you guys already have the skills to do all of this. Because if I opened up your logbook, and we looked at it, and I, sh and I gave you guys your strength numbers, your Murph time, your Fran time, all of you would very quickly be able to come to some sort of conclusion, like, oh, you're deficient in, in like raw strength. We should train there. How many times a week? Three. How long? Start with 12 weeks and then we'll reassess. We wanna be able to do the same thing here. We have to do a little bit of like post-mortem on this and be like, what's the problem? How do I start to fix it? 20% is the answer to that. How would I double the business? Now, what do you mean 20%? There's six columns on there. Six columns. Because if I told you, hey, I want to double the size of the business, that's really not a great plan of attack. But if I say, hey, let's adjust each one of those columns by 20%. 20%. Here's what that looks like. It's changed now. So I got three more leads. How you get those three more leads, we can talk about that later, but just it's not an, it's not an outrageous growth number to go from 12 to 15 leads, okay? Could be changing a form on your website, could be sending out an email once a month to old clients, whatever, but let's just say we bumped it by three, okay? And I had a significantly better contact rate because I either changed how I reached out, I reached out faster, I stopped emailing first, maybe I called them, maybe I text and I call, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I had, contact with 12 of them, nine showed up. I converted all nine now, by the way, which everybody should be doing. If they walk in your door, you should convert. It's actually the easiest thing on earth. Everybody's like, I'm pretty good at sales. I'm like, every CrossFit gym is good. They showed up, they were buying. Like, unless you just blew it, right? They're buying when they walk in your door. Right? They've already made the decision. 
So from there, I converted all nine. I got one referral, and then I got three cancellations because I was focusing on some retention. I go from net negative one to plus six with virtually not a whole lot of change in the lead flow. I got three more leads, and I went from minus one to plus six. Okay. Now, what other, what, the other thing that happens here is the revenue on that first gym was about $180,000, roughly, if we're looking at like just average ACV. It's 309 now after 12 months. If I'm holding that plus six, it's a growth of 72 people. Now that's pretty high. The point is those numbers up there are not wacky, right? Those are very real numbers. I'm not saying I'm gonna double your business by giving you 55 leads this month. I'm like, I'm gonna give you three more and then we're gonna track everything that we, can, that we can and we're gonna improve each one of those columns just a little bit every single time. Because that math actually, when you work left to right is compounding, right? The math gets bigger and bigger as you move down from left to right. Only doing three more leads and then working that sales process, okay? If I add in four week billing, it goes to 335, right? If I do a 10% price increase, which you may or may not need to do, I'm at $368,000. I have doubled the business at this point with three additional leads and fixing the sales pipeline. Okay. And this is where I wanna go with this whole conversation. Retention is the name of the game. Okay. It's the most important thing that you can do. Why? Think of it like intensity inside of CrossFit, the methodology, right? Why is intensity important? What does it give us? Right, gives us adaptation or results. You guys remember that long phrase, intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with maximizing rate of return on favorable adaptation? Okay. What does that mean? It means I get what I want out of the program. Retention is the same thing. It is the independent variable that we find is most commonly associated with maximizing the rate of growth in your gym. If my retention is really, really strong, what is strong retention? For sure, less than 5% churn. But if you're five, you're healthy, typically we like to see about 3% churn. If I'm, in, if I'm doing 3% churn, I don't need to take all of the really heavy risks on the front end for lead flow, okay? I just need to maximize what I already have, okay? And going back to doing the basics really, really well. Do the basics really well, you won't have to worry as much about lead marketing campaigns. I'm not here to poo-poo on marketing, it's a thing. It's more important the larger your gym gets, is what I will tell you, okay? because churn starts to matter, right? 3% at 100 is different than 3% at 300. I know, I've had both variations, okay? And at some point, the math will not work in your favor anymore, okay? So I'll have to think about things that might be lead generating in nature. But again, going back to that, if you can get to 300 without doing those, I can make some strong assumptions about things that you're doing inside of your affiliate, and you probably have the requisite skills to go take the risk and do some marketing. Math is cool, it's not, but I'm terrible at math, um, yeah. But the point is, is like you guys already track a lot of these things, but you need to learn how to decipher what it says, but more importantly, when I look at it through this lens, when I look at that pipeline, I immediately know where the gaps are. So long gone are the days where like, I don't know how to do this anymore, and I'm like, the gap was from A to B. Fill that gap, everything will get better after that. So it might be you need, to, you need to think about where, how fast you're following up. What does that conversation look like? 
are you driving the sale or is the client driving the sale? Because if they're driving the sale, you're in trouble. Okay. So I may have to get better at sales. I may need to rethink my whole onboarding process. Again, those are all things that you would unpack. But the first thing I'd have to do is I'd have to, I'd have to track all those numbers and figure out what was broken. Retention is not a game of defense. We want to play offense. Create a great class experience, know your numbers, play the right game. And I think this is the important part. Play the right game. How many of you guys think business is fun? Cool. How many of you guys think CrossFit is fun, so then you got into business? Cool. Okay, here's the deal. Business can be fun. I'm telling you right now, it can be fun. It gets more fun when you know how to play the game. Okay, that's what we have to be better at. Okay, we have to learn how to play that game because how many of you don't want, how many of you want 300 members at your gym? Everybody should raise their hand in my personal opinion. Why? Why? I do not want 300 people in my gym. Why not? Because I can't fit them all. This is why I love this question. This is why I love this question. This is why I put it up there. So whether you want them or not, you should be able to serve them. Okay. Now, this is why I love using Daniel Chaffee. Does anybody know who Daniel Chaffee is? He's an international affiliate manager. He owns CrossFit Louvo 1, 2, and 3 in Paris. Two, 1 and 3 are in Paris. Uh, 2 is in Bordeaux. I don't remember when I got introduced to Daniel, like years and years and years ago, but when I found out what he was doing, it broke my brain, right? And I've been to cross, I've been to all of them. I've been to one and three, okay? Between those three affiliates, he has 3,000 members. This is, that's not the good part. That's actually kind of a lot of the good part, but here's, here's the good part. None of those uh, spaces are more than 4,000 square feet, and if I took you to Luvo one, you would be like, this is the most inappropriate space for a CrossFit facility you've ever seen in your life, right? 32 classes a day. I've been in the classes and I will tell you, hands down, they are well coached. And I don't even speak French, by the way. <laughs> I don't have to. And I told him afterwards, I was like, I don't speak a lick of French, dude, but I know that was a good class. PVC pike work group management, the whole nine. I'm just watching this machine churn. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. So it's not that you don't want them for most of us like me. Cause I was that person who was just like, I don't want 300 members. I only want 150. What I was actually telling myself was like, I don't know how to do 300. That's a different statement. And I've had a hundred and I've had 300. I'm going to tell you hands down 300 is way more fun for a whole lot of reasons. Okay. And if we become okay with that, which is like, hey, now if you get to 300 and you're like, 300 sucks, I'm like, cool. Go back down to whatever you want. But I would challenge you guys, you should want to grow your affiliates because the muscles that you're going to grow by doing that are going to make you a better affiliate owner. They're going to make you a better coach. You're going to impact more people. And this fallacy that by growing to 300, I'm not going to be able to serve them well is not correct. Okay? It just means that we're not good enough yet, right? Just like we're not good enough to put that load on the bar yet. Okay. When you get stronger, when you do things well, you can go to 300, 
right? I can think of a couple gyms, CrossFit Hendersonville in Tennessee, 300 members. They run a great class. We went there about a year and a half ago, like 30 people in my class. And I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. This is good shit. Okay. So it's not that we don't want that. It's that I just don't know how to do it yet, but we can fix all that. Right. It starts by doing the basics really, really well. Do it with 50 members, then do it with hundred, then do it with 150. The whole, every time you do that, something will break. You fix it. How do I get better at that? Okay. That's how I do that. But all of that is predicated on, I'm not going to get to 300 if my retention is poor. I'm going to bounce around at that 100 to 150 mark forever. Okay. And I'm not saying, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your affiliate. I want to make that very clear. So I want you to run your affiliate however you want. I'm telling you that like, we need to think of it a little bit differently, which is like, if I can't get there, the question is why, right? Because a 200 member gym in rural West Virginia is crushing, right? A 200 gym in downtown New York is open for a week. They're going to, sh they're going to get shut down. South Brooklyn, you guys know who David Osorio is? Somewhere between 800 to 1,000 members in South Brooklyn. Not a big gym, by the way. Okay. Go in there, everybody's having a good time. That's why he's got so many members. I definitely want to retain the right people. I don't want to keep everybody. Right? There's definitely some assholes out there. Okay. I don't want those people in my gym. So now when we go through that, because we go through that with a lot of affiliates that we work with, like you need to be a little bit strate strategic about, like, about how you do that. Because I'll be the first person to tell you if revenue is struggling and you're like, I got a bunch of turds in here. I'm like, well, you're gonna have to deal with them for a little bit until we can sort this out. There's, there's, some, there's some pragmatism that has to be executed there with like, hey, I just can't just get rid of these people right now. I'll get rid of them later when I can afford to get rid of them. Did I not vet them properly beforehand? Right, so if I'm getting a lot of bad leads that come in the door, then I might wanna look at, okay, well, let me change that sales process. So I don't wanna do like a dial for dollars anymore. I might do a screening call on the front end of that, at which point that sale rate when they come in will bump drastically in a lot of scenarios, right? So if I do find that, right? And again, going back to those numbers, that tells me, okay, well, what do I need to change here? Well, I need to change what happens maybe right before they walk in the door, which is like, I'll get them on the phone for five minutes right? Ask them a handful of questions. And I might right there be like, Hey, this is probably not what you're looking for. I think you should go here. That's probably much more aligned with what it is that you're, that you're asking for. Or they're like, yep, I'm in cool. I'm like, here's a couple things I want you to think about before tomorrow. I'm going to send you an appointment writer right now. Boom. That person's going to buy. Right? So again, tracking all of that, it just, it just prompts more questions at which point I'm like, okay, now my sales process is much better. Also looking at what's happening in the sale interaction, right? Are they driving that sale or am I driving that sale? How many of you guys have heard, ever heard of the control V? Okay, so I'm gonna teach you something. So control V, it's obviously two vectors here. This vector is mine, that goes to the sale. This vector is theirs, it goes away from the sale. Okay, the longer they stay on that trajectory, the further they get away from the sale. Okay. Now, how do I keep them on my trajectory is the question. The person asking the questions is in control. So the second they just start peppering you with questions and you're just answering, we're on the wrong trajectory at this point. I want to vet them to be like, is this a potential good client? So I ask the questions. Okay. They're like, hey, tell me the prices. I'm like, hey, what are you looking for? Like, forget the prices. Like, I might just tell you no right now. The prices might not even matter. Okay. So working through some of those things and be like, hey, those, those nuances do matter, particularly if like, and I know your gym, obviously like you're doing well and you're doing probably higher volume of those 
like those throughputs there. So then we have to look at things a little bit more nuanced as we work through it. Okay. So then how do I just make a subtle change there and I move from a console to a discovery call into a console would be something I would explore in that scenario. What we're doing is really important, meaning the affiliates. Please keep doing what you're doing. Please keep asking questions. Please keep pushing each other. Please keep demanding more of yourselves, of other affiliates, of HQ. Push that ball down the field, okay? It starts with you guys and there's a lot more things in your control than you think there are, okay? Take ownership of that and all of this is gonna be just fine. Cool, thank you guys for your time, I appreciate it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.